Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to The Neighbourhood Rewatch. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Do you know what that award is? Best Neighbours podcast 2022. And we're covering current Neighbours. We are hashtag celebrating Neighbours. Uh, we've watched episodes 8,872 to 8,876. Uh, some of us wish we hadn't. Uh, oh, it's just... <laughs> It's very noticeable. I mean, it's obvious that we're more fans of the older ones, and we've just dipped back in here, um, and we're we're trying to just we're trying to get along with all these new characters and everything. It's fucking shit so far, though, for me. I am not enjoying it at all. I managed four out of five last week, and I've managed four out of five this week as well. But it was a slog. It really was. Can't finish. You can't finish. Uh, Tim, how many did you watch? Big fat zero. Big fat zero. Last week, so you you encouraged me to do nothing as always. Yeah. Well, you have had some hay fever this week as well, so. <laughs> uh, actually, are you sure? Are you confident you can keep distance on this Zoom call? By the way, Tim. I mean, like, I tested negative earlier, so if I give you, let me try. I'm gonna physically. What I'm gonna do is physically move your Zoom box. Away from me, just in case. There we go. How how are you doing that? Seriously, there are three of us. There's nothing to go in between. <laughs> Am I the next two or or below you, presumably? <laughs> now you're just kind of to the side now. There we go. There we go. Uh, so you can uh, you can follow us on socials. Let's get all that out of the way right now. At Watch Neighbor, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You're on one of them. Follow us on there. Uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon as well, www.patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch, where this week you can uh, see the results of our grammar test that we're doing, uh, which Adam's kindly provided for us and has been the marker. He got his green pen at the ready and his red one. Uh, somebody got all greens, somebody got lots of reds. Subscribe to the Patreon for a pound a month and you'll find out. Uh, worth it. It is very much worth it. Uh, there's a couple of. Uh, Extra cast members involved in it as well. Uh, my daughter, my beautiful wife, uh, Tim's fiance. You're so sucking up to your wife right now because know, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> she wasn't there for the recording, so she's fuming. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> what's what's the punctuation for you're not getting any sex tonight? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> an exclamation mark. <laughs> If it was you, it's just a comma, probably. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a colon. It's not a colon. No, yeah. I've not be seeing any colons. Good! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, so, yeah. We've watched some neighbours this week, and it's like it's gone again. Uh, neighbours, uh, <laughs> no, because Baton's just basically going. 
the walls are thin. You can make it a week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Make it a week, exclamation mark. <laughs> so I shall be whispering for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> uh, just want to mention as well the ultimate neighbours vote. Erinsbynews.com. Uh, you can go in there and vote for your favourite neighbours characters. I'll be voting for Nick and Caitlin Atkins. Uh, I'll be voting for Bob the dog. And I'll be voting for that slap as the most iconic neighbours moment. Uh, but you vote for what you want. But it'd be, it'd be really funny if Nick and Kate Atkins won. It'd be really fucking funny. Uh, right, shall we talk about modern day neighbours? Uh, first thing, we'll talk about the, the Corey kidnapping storyline. That's kind of the, the cliffhanger that was left last week. Uh, Corey was, went to see Harlow. It was set up as a sting. Two kids decided to come along to check it out because they're more equipped than the police. It understandably went wrong. Uh, Sadie, uh, Andy Rodwell, the policeman's kid, got knocked out. Uh, knocked the F out, you, you might say. Uh, and Zara, Amy's kid, got kidnapped. Uh, and we see her straight away in the car, in the passenger seat, being kidnapped. And Corey's just fucking going mad at her, going, why isn't Harlow there? Is this some sort of setup? This is bullshit. Uh, and he's just acting like your typical crazy person. Um, he loses it. He stops the car at one point. He takes Zara's phone, very feebly tries to smash it. Uh, yeah. I mean, iPhones are pretty robust, to be fair, but he could have done a better job of smashing it. And just as a little bit of a hissy fit outside the car, uh, which so Zara then decides to poison his drink. He's got because he's got a fuck ton of pills in his car. I don't know why. Uh, there's a lot of pills. I'm not sure what pills they were either. Um, but yeah, so she ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I imagine if you take like she puts like forty ibuprofen in this what small water bottle, dissolves <laughs> it all. He doesn't fucking notice at all, which he would because it be fucking really cloudy water and yeah, just takes like, pure ibuprofen. And he's like, oh, I'm really thirsty drinking. Oh, this is a nice drink of water. Oh, what you need when you've got a good kidnapping going on. Uh... <laughs> kidnapping is thirsty work, to be fair. His problem with this kidnap, though, he puts her in the passenger seat just next to him, just chilling out. Like, doesn't tie her up or anything. She's literally just sat in the car next to him. They're just on a road trip. Don't put her in the boot or anything, which I've heard is the best place to put if someone, if you kidnap them, you'll know better than me. Um, but that's where you'd put them, not just hands free and sat next to you in the passenger seat. And here's the thing, right? This is going to be, this is going to come up a, a lot, I reckon. Maybe not just today, but over the next couple of weeks while we're doing these new shit loads of episodes of, of shit neighbors. Um, I did um, drama GCSE, right? Um, and we, we, it's like some weeks, I think Greg Davis says this as well. When he, when he talks about his time being a drama teacher, he basically says, go and make up a play. See you in an hour. He basically says that. And that's what they used to do with us every other week. It was go make, here's the topic, um, bullying. And you'd go and make something up about bullying for an hour. The acting from from especially this Corey guy and other people as well in this show, hopefully they're not coming on, 
Um, I don't care. I don't care at this time. <laughs> it's n- honestly no better than my GCSE drama class when we asked about playing hide and seek all day and didn't actually practice any of our plays. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's the, the acting is truly awful from this Corey lad and possibly some of the others as we go on as well. It's like you say, he has this hissy fit. It's horrendous, and he's he's playing Kidnapper One Hundred and One. He's he's like, it's awful. He's just acting like a kidnapper who's gone mental. It's fucking terrible. Thoughts? We yeah. we we used to do that in in high school as well. And honestly, some of the best things that we ever did. Like I remember two in particular. Not the not the like the content of what we were doing, but just the result of it. One was that I think there was a group of four or five. Another one that was just me and one other person. The best things we ever did was when we just chatted shit for however long and then intentionally improvised everything we did. And it was great because it it made it real. But yeah, fucking hell. There was two things that were our go-to things. So one of them, if you got sent, like you had to, you got sent out around the school. Yeah. So you could literally just have your run of the place. <laughs> you wanted to either get sent to the drama studio, which was right on the other end of the drama room. Why we had both, I don't fucking know. So in the drama studio, it was where like we had assemblies and things like that. But if you turn the lights out in the... Because it had black walls and everything and no windows. If you turn the lights out in the drama studio and it was on like a slider, pitch black. It was some good hide black. and seek in. So hide and seek in the dark. Hide and seek in the dark. <laughs> for an hour. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> and then the other one, oh, the best one, though, this wasn't me, we wanted someone in, in our group. So while that had happened, they managed to, like, lift up part of the stage and get under it. And we didn't, <laughs> we thought they were dead. We didn't know where they'd gone. <laughs> like, someone came in, slid up the lights, and everyone was like, oh, shit, I... That's the end of that, then. <laughs> where the fuck's Carl? <laughs> he'd gone gone um uh, but the other the other thing we did was um if you got sent to where did we get i think it was like the common room kind of was it called the common room i feel like it yeah. was called the common room it was the common room um and it had and it had a fire extinguisher in it and one time ben gillespie benny g he literally just started using the fire extinguishers. <laughs> he said, "I think we would do like he was saying we would we'll do Ghostbusters or something." And he just went fucking mental with the fire extinguishers, and that was like an hour of trying to dodge a fire extinguisher. It wasn't an hour because they last about thirty seconds and then they're dead, aren't they? But that was another fun fun drama lesson. But it, back to my point: the acting is no better in these new episodes of Neighbours. True, it is. Lying. And, whoa, hang on. So the people like Amy. Toady, Carl, Susan, you can tell they're pretty good actors. Like, not like good, not going to win an Oscar. They're no Meryl Streep, but the pretty, like, you can tell they've acted before in their lives or maybe done some training or something. Yeah. Some of these new fuckers, no, not having it. Shouldn't be nervous about them coming on either, by the way. They're all out of work, even the good ones. <laughs> they, they should see this as an opportunity. I want to keep, <laughs> keep the ball rolling. <laughs> This this Corey guy and some of these others, they make Nick Atkins, Jason Cruz look like Daniel Day Lewis. It's fucking <laughs> mental. <laughs> Another reason to vote Nick Atkins, eh?
so yeah, he drank all the poison water, and then he starts feeling a bit sleepy. And he's like, oh, fuck, you've poisoned me, haven't you, with all those pills that I randomly kept in my glove box. And she's like, yep, I did. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get you. Uh, but you can't get her because you can't walk. Um, so what Zara does, and Zara, to be fair to Zara, Zara does the kidnapping properly. What she does, she gets him, ties him up, puts him in the boot, and she drives back to Randy Street. I've got, look, look who I've got in my boot here. She does it proper matter-of-factly as well. She's only, she she must be like 14, 15, this Zara. Yeah. And she literally, like, she, she but turns Zara is... She's driven the car. She doesn't look old enough to drive. Um, she's driven it back. And then she just got like, they're all like, oh, you're all right, brilliant. And she goes, yeah, fucking tied him up. He's in the boot. Doesn't like nothing. She doesn't even break a sweat or anything. Yeah, it's not like just a matter of fact. Well, Zara is the kid that Amy left the show to have. Oh, uh, uh, okay. In the story. So she left, what, 2001? So she should, in theory, be 21, but I think the DA. No, she doesn't know. She looks nowhere near 21. She looks younger than um, that Hendrix lad who died, and he was only 17 or 18. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she, but yeah, she does that. She brings it back to run, doesn't take him to the police station. Just, oh, I'm going to just drop him off at Carl and Susan's. <laughs> They'll sort the rest from here. Pretty much. Uh, so then he's in the police station and Harlow goes to talk to him. And Harlow has a good chat with him. You kind of get some of the backstory of like, they were in, her mum was in the cult that he was in, the order, and he had some sort of video, <clears throat> sex video. And yeah, you get some sort of, and, and they play this scene like it's a real fucking badass scene for Harlow. Like they play it like it's the, the old slow woman, everything, isn't there? Yeah, the second she walks out of the room, there's some like fucking girls allowed or something playing slow motion. I'm a badass whopping slow mo. She's like fucking tossing her hair, walking out the room. She's like, I'm done with you, cunt. And just walks out of the room. And yeah, but none of it's earned at all. It's lame as fuck, isn't it? It is. Like, and that wouldn't happen in real life. In real life, the police wouldn't let someone in just to fucking gloat. It does not happen. Uh, and then Harlow... It does not happen, he says with certainty. It does not happen. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> no, it was really weird. It, it is really badly done. And like... Yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even really get my head around what the reason was. It was something to do with, like, her mum and dad had an affair with his dad or something, or there was something going on at this cult. Um, but Harlow, I'm assuming... And then Harlow just says, rot in hell, and then she just fucks off, doesn't she? Yeah, I'm, an, I'm assuming this cult didn't allow sex, but all cults are, all cults are about sex, really, though, aren't they? Let's face it. All they the might... good ones are. Yeah, all, good... <laughs> all the ones I've been at. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Harlow decides is a swingers bar a cult well knock on for Peyton that might but she might that might turn her around if she's not talking to you are invited to a swingers <laughs> bar that might be like that fire it sounds like it's dying out to be fair why not um, just see if she wants to do a bit of that but get get down to the swingers bar <laughs> Yeah, I'll ask her later. Uh, I'll, <laughs> but can you just check over the, the punctuation of it first, please? Because uh, I don't know. Well, if, if you're asking a question, just make sure you put a fucking question mark on the end of it. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so Harlow decides to just end fucking off to London. 
she she sees Mackenzie outside and Mackenzie's just having a bit of a mope because her husband's dead. Uh, but then she's like, oh, I'm really proud of what you've done. And she pretty much says to her, your storyline's done now, isn't it? And Halle goes, yeah, pretty much. I'm off to London. See you later. Yeah. It, it did. It, that's what it did feel like. It was like, you know, the show's finishing in a bit. Yeah. Anything more for you today? Nope. Nope. Well, I'll, I'll get off then. I'll get off, yeah. And yeah, then she gets off. She sticks around for the funeral. Do you know who Harlow's dad is in real life? In um, real life. is Oh, it's uh, Jason Donovan's. Jason Donovan? Yeah, it's Jason Donovan's daughter in real life. You'd think she would have stuck around for when he comes back. You'd think. Maybe that's why he comes back. Maybe she's forgot something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, something else I've realised while watching the, the newest episodes of Neighbours that, fuck me, everybody's related to each other. We'll come on to it a little bit later, but trying to do basic research of these characters is a fucking minefield because everybody's related to someone. They're like second cousin, brother, sister, twice removed. Yeah, it's... Think of how much justification you need to keep having people move to that one street. Mm. You say that, like... Yeah, it does seem like they're all related. I've still got no idea who any of these fuckers are or where they actually live and who lives in which house. It just seems like they all just live on the neighbour's set. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like a set now to me, and they're all just milling about yeah. and just go wherever the fuck they want. I know neighbours leave the door open and all that, and we're all pals, but it's just a fucking free-for-all. It, it is makes a little any bit. sense. Well, well, if we come on to the next... So I wanted to talk about the actual funeral next. And the first thing... Funeral special, everyone. (laughs) Another funeral. (laughs) Death is courting us. Uh, So Kiri and Nicolette are trying to find a recipe that Hendrix had uh, to make something for the funeral. What was Uh, it? I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to say a flan. It's a really... What do you think? A flan. It wasn't a flan. <laughs> it should have been a flan. It isn't a flan. I, and it I comes up. And I, the reason I asked you that is because I thought it was ridiculous how much they kept bringing this up. Because it was like every five minutes, if you found that recipe for the, uh, yeah. What about at this party? We need to make sure we have the, uh, do you think these are as good as H- Hendrix's? Uh, it was literally like all the time. So I'm shocked that you, and, and then they bring them out. They bring them out in one of the episodes, two fucking big plates of them. And they start giving them out to everybody. And they said, Oh yeah, she did a really good job. Cause they're just like Hendrix's. And you've got no idea what they are. Have you not got, I, I'm surprised that like, first of all, that you just missed it, but I'm also surprised that you haven't got just some wild weird- speculative guess that you commit to. It's a weird thing as well. So it's not just like, oh, he made with... the best cake. Because you just be like, oh, it's cake. That's an obvious thing. He makes a good cake. It's a really weird thing. And that's why I thought it was really weird that they kept bringing it up. Yeah, that's why I went with flan. Because I knew it was something weird, but... Uh... Weirder than flan. Weirder than flan. Tim, do you want to guess what it is? What's weirder than flan? <laughs> just... So uh, how to have as your speciality, and they keep saying the name of this item over and over again. Protein balls coated with pubes. That is that is weirder than the actual. <laughs> <laughs> Little insight I, into I like Tim's it. fucking brain, there, everybody. 
You're that's welcome. like when I just when I render you both silent for like a good three seconds. <laughs> that's Tim's speciality, by the way. <laughs> that's what's getting made at his funeral. Oh, <laughs> see the example now is just like an, sounds like a normal thing now, Tim. So well <laughs> it's hash browns. Oh, oh yeah, it was hash browns. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just really I weird. Do you remember hash browns? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was hash browns. And surely they're not better than McDonald's hash browns. Surely not. Because I thought that's what they were going to end up doing. They couldn't find the recipe. And then just they just buy a load in. And then... No, they wanted the exact ones. The exact ones. Yeah, so they go to Hendrix's room. And as we've stated, he's randomly living with Carl and Susan. Which again, is not something that happens, as Adam said last week. You've not lived with your oh, you, for a long time. You know now. what? I did say it last week, and that was a really funny clip. <laughs> it was. I remember thinking as soon as I said it, I think you both laughed, so thank you for that, even if it was fake. <laughs> I would have used that clip. Go and have a look last, at last week's. I bet you that's a good clip. It is a good clip. In fact, save this clip now of me telling you about that clip, <laughs> and then, then that might work. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then what you'll do is you'll put this clip as a funny clip on the thing not the actual funny clip from last week <laughs> so yeah they're in Carl and Susan's house Carl and Susan are nowhere to be fucking found they're not in their own house but there's three people who don't live in there in their house while Carl and Susan are not in the house it's absolute fucking chaos on this street now uh, because yeah they're, they're trying to look in Hendrix's room uh, Mackenzie catches them and screams at them to get the fuck out of Hendrix's room how dare they go in his room and they're like well we're just trying to look for this recipe and yeah she just fucking loses her shit uh, that, that's the night before the funeral uh, so Mac goes to Sydney with Carl and Susan uh, who are obviously still in Erinsborough so I don't know why they weren't in the house and well they even say they, they say something like Oh, no, it was after the funeral. Like, they just stay in Sydney for a bit. It's like they've gone to Sydney. So I think they might have gone to Sydney early for this memorial, and then they're still there, because later on it says, oh, Carl and Susan are still away. That's why That's why there's seven different squatters in the house. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> so, yeah, they go off to Sydney. Uh, they meet Henry's mum and dad and the, his little sister. Uh, and Mackenzie just goes for the using his excuse to just fucking go and get some shots of Sydney and Mackenzie walking around uh, the, the camera crew were probably like fuck it let's just get our knees up let's go Sydney and have a fucking piss up for a weekend and get some shots uh, yeah, the show's ending soon fuck it we'll, we'll, we'll go get pissed on the company's dime uh, so she has loads of yeah loads of shots wandering around the city then she goes to Hendrix's old school and then the little sister finds her. And I, at first, I thought it was quite clever. They, they, they flash back to an earlier time where he's been at this school and he's, he's telling a story and it gets, they've trespassed. So they get interrupted and they end up running off and he never finishes the story. Uh, so the little fi- sister finishes the story and she's like, oh yeah, I really want to hear the story. And it's the shittest story. <laughs> good. I'm glad you said that because I thought you were going to say, oh, it was a good story. It was a really funny story, blah, blah, blah. Because I liked the bit where she said, oh, you know, I never got to hear the end of that story. And I thought that was quite good. Because like, oh, she's going to tell her what happened. And it is, you are quite right. It's such a shit story. And it made me think, this Hendrix, what a cunt. Like, he's just, a, like, he's one of those people who's a cunt. And everyone else would just be like, 
No, you fucking never. No, you <laughs> fucking never. He, he's that guy. Like, he's just a dickhead. Yeah. Go on, what's the story? Tell Tim the story. Oh, it's just fucking dog shit about... I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's that shit. It's really, really shit. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's fucking terrible. And that cheers Mackenzie up. She's like, oh, I can't believe I'm ready to do this now. Let's go do the, the funeral thing. So they go to some little, they go to the, the harbour bit. Uh, and then they all do little speeches one by one. Uh, and they spread the ashes. And then you kind of flash back to what's going on in Erinsburg and Chloe, who was at some point Hendrix's stepmom, was married to his dad even though she's a lesbian. Uh, don't know. Uh, they're spreading the ashes as well over Lasseter's Lake. Uh, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> Hence why, if you've, if you've been on our Instagram or our TikTok or our Twitter today, you would have seen the, the pictures, my little interpretation. What, what do you spread your ashes? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen the pictures. Yeah, let's bring you up the pictures. You have to follow us on Snapchat for that. So there was... One picture of the ashes. Good one. Yeah, good, good one. one. Give you that one. Much better this week. Yeah, much better. Much better. Um, yeah. And the one in Erinsborough is a nice jovial affair. They've got the DJ there that he wanted, his favourite DJ. Uh, they've got cocktails. The two cocktails from Amy and Mel. Because apparently they have a cocktail business, which I wasn't aware of. Drink, uh, Drinking divas or something. Drinking divas. Um, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, and there, it seems to be a nice jovial affair over there. Everyone has a good time. Uh, what What were your thoughts? Because we've talked about what you'd like your funeral to be like a few times. What were your thoughts on the fact that they had um, a, a life size cardboard cutout of Hendrix there, giving it like the thumbs up sort of thing? Would you have one of those of yourself? <laughs> yeah, I, did, or... <laughs> I did love that. I really did love that. I want mine to be a bit bigger though. Like I'd I'd want it to be like one point two life size. <laughs> be a taller. Yeah, just be a bit taller, a little bit more defined. Must like I'd be topless. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to be topless in it. So like a little bit of a six pack going on. Uh, you know what? <laughs> extra bulge going down the left of my leg. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd love it the picture to be the picture that you sent, and it is still one of my all time favorites. It really is. Tim knows. So the one, of, the one of when Ronaldo was just looking out the window in his pants <laughs> with a coffee and you recreated it. It's so good. Honestly, that might have been that might have been peak JK right there. That was a good picture. Uh, I'll put that up on the socials at some point this week. Oh, you lucky bastards. Yeah, yeah do it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good picture. Uh, yeah, and that's the funeral done. Pretty much. Uh, Mackenzie's just like, I don't know what to fucking do with my life now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll turn it to you now, Steve. Got it. Steve, got it ready. Sexy brilliant. I'm a sexy motherfucker. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie doesn't quite know what to do now. She's just, what would you know? You know what would you do at this point? She's, she kind of goes to open a wedding present and is like, actually, no, I don't want to do that. She wants to go for a walk with her dad and she's like, no, I don't want to do this. She's looking very lost indeed. Uh, We'll see what happens with Mackenzie. She might just end. She might just turn around next week and go, "Yeah, I'm fucking off. See you later. I'm going back home with my dad. See you later." That's me do done. You, do you know how those two got together? Yep. Do you know anything about that? No, not a clue. 
Just because they thought I wouldn't put them together when you hear about him telling that story about being a bit of a cunt and he's like, life and soul of the party, DJ this, let's have some cocktails that. She, I know her husband's just dad, but she's a fucking sad sack, isn't she? Like, there's nothing, like, I don't know how them two have got together because there's, gir- uh, there's other girls on that show and not even just because of, of looks-wise, just in general, like, she doesn't come across in any way that she's, like, fun or they do anything together or anything like that. It's weird. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, like she, like he was definitely her first ever boyfriend, and she's got, oh fuck, I better just marry this guy because uh, I'm not getting another boyfriend because I'm so dull. Uh, she's so dull. She is very, very dull. Uh, Somebody who's not dull. Nice little segue there uh, is Amy. She's certainly not Amy's dull. not dull. Amy is not dull in the slightest. Um, and so she's her and her daughter are living with Toadie and his kids. Uh, of course, last week, Toadie, why? why? It's because she probably just fucking rocked up and went, I've got nowhere to live. And Toadie's like, oh, fuck it, live, come with me. Well, well, this does get brought up. This does get brought up. Amy is always leaning on Tony. Uh, and the person who spots this is Zara, her daughter. They're at, they're at the funeral. She's, having, she's like, come on, I'm a bit pissed. I'm going to do that mum thing and have a dance. Well, I'm a bit pissed. Uh, I'm gonna. Do, it's gonna be a shit dance. I'm not really gonna move that much. I'm gonna just kind of go and wave my hips a little bit. Uh, it's gonna be a shit dance. Uh, and then she's just like eyeing up Toadie the whole time. And Zara's like, "You're in fucking love with Toadie, aren't you?" And Amy's like, "What?" She's like, "You're in fucking. You're in love with Toadie. You always lean on him. You go to him all the time." And she she tries to play it off, but then spends the re- next couple of episodes being totally awkward around Toadie. And proving that she doesn't lean on him and that she isn't she isn't in love with him. Um, what do you think? Do you think she is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't decide if she's a bad actress or not. So, I I actually like when you see her up. Like I don't think she's brilliant, but when you see her up against some of the new ones, she's fucking. She's miles better. Yeah. Like she's a lot more natural playing playing a part than some of the other people. I think. And then I thought, no, she she obviously doesn't, and she just pals and all that kind of stuff. But then I think it's towards the end of one of the episodes I watched, maybe number four. Um, she's doing a, a daughter is making her a like a, a a dating profile or something. Oh yeah, she goes on Tinder, making then. her a profile. Um, and she's like, list. She asks her, all right, what kind of guy you're looking for? And she's listing off all these things. And then there was like a look on her face because Toadie comes in with a little present for Mel. Is it Mel? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like obviously showing he's a caring kind of guy. And some of the things she's listed, it's blatantly toady. And there's a look on her face that it's almost like the penny dropping where she's like, oh, all the things I've just listed, toady Rebecca over there. Over there. Uh, so I now think, I think you said one, a bit of a prediction for, for the end would be like an event or something that gets people back. Mm-hmm. I think... And I don't think it's the best ending, but I think it might be the ending we get. I think it might be a Toady Amy get together at the end. She could crash the wedding. I think there might be a Toady Amy get together. Yeah, I think you might be right there as well. I'm still. Well, I'm... Then, ju- sorry, that was loud. I heard myself on somebody else though. Um, <laughs> but then, so that's like what you think the end is, and then Lance Wilkinson appears, <laughs> and he says. Wait just a minute, and that's he the wants end. Toadie instead. <laughs> yes, that was even louder. Sorry. 
yeah. Uh, I also thought it was weird that like a 14-year-old daughter's given a Tinder advice. I thought it was a bit weird. Your 14-year-old daughter made you a TikTok. <laughs> but TikTok isn't used for casual sex. Isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, we've, so we've all been on Tinder, right? Yep. Yeah, we've all met my future wife there. <laughs> oh, really? Is that right, Tim? Yeah, that yeah. was Tinder, wasn't it? I didn't know that. That's, that's yep. news. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so at this point, I wanted to ask you <laughs> top five Tinder tips. Go. Tips? Yeah. If, 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 you were, if we had a friend who was going on Tinder today, what are the top five tips we'd give them? I haven't got a top five for, for Tinder. It's just oh, don't yeah. be a weirdo. That's it. Don't be a weirdo. That's just really crucial. Like, if, if you're wanting, if you're wanting only one thing from Tinder, don't put it out there that you're only after one thing. Be honest about it, but don't put that as part of your profile because douchebag. No one's gonna bite. A committed relationship that ends in marriage. Is that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a, that's a, as douchey a thing as anything you could put on a Tinder profile because <laughs> people just think you're lying. <laughs> you gave me a very good tinder tip back in the day Did I? Uh, you said if it's a group photo assume it's the ugliest one in the photo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember saying that <laughs> and it rang it's true, so true. Fucking it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we have got more storylines to talk about and some more obviously dog shit storytelling to go through uh, this is potentially the worst one as well i'd say uh, so we're going to talk about Aaron and David. Uh, two characters not showed up yet in this short time that we've been watching. Uh, so they're on a boat, uh, which if you saw the Instagram before, you would see the young Lonely Island performing their song on a boat. On a motherfucking boat. They are on a motherfucking boating holiday uh, with their young daughter, uh, which Nicolette decides to crash. Uh, I think Nicola is the surrogate mum of the kid. Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah, there we go. That's a that's a fact I got right. Uh, so she crashes it, uh, and then the fucking hell, this is they have such a convoluted way of getting around to this point of this, which you see instantly what's going to fucking happen. So they're all sat around. They've got an Airbnb, which is clearly one of the neighbors' houses, just slightly redressed. Um, what? And so is it David? Yeah, David has got, uh, he's been in trouble with the law. I don't know why. He's out on bail. We Not don't know. Bail. I don't know why because I've been watching it. We don't know. I was hoping you might know why. No, it was a fucking minefield trying to get through, oh. trying to get through it. Uh, yeah, but he's on bail for some reason. Uh, and he mentions, he's, oh, I've got my bail hearing tomorrow. And then there's some really convoluted story with the Airbnb host there uh, overhearing them because there's a problem with the drains. Uh, so she gives them like an extended checkout for free. And then they're like, oh, if we've got an extended checkout, then we can go for one more boat ride. But then David's like, yeah, but let's not forget, I've got this bail meeting at 10 o'clock. And then Aaron and uh, Nicola are like, oh, it'll be we've got plenty of time. Do not worry. Nothing will happen to stop you getting to that bail meeting. 
so they go in the boat, and guess what? Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale, yeah. Gareth Bale, it seemingly has cut the fuel lines of this boat because it's now got no fuel. Even though we checked it before, it's got no fuel. And this guy know, knows boats as well. Uh, and, yeah, he's like, no, I've checked everything. It can't be anything. I'm the boat expert. It's got to be the fuel. Uh, so they spend a lot of time fucking around, feeling sorry for themselves. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of feeling sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of panicking. The other guy gets sick. He's he's throwing up. They're ringing the Coast Guard. They're ringing the police to let them know that they're stuck on a boat and they might not make the bail thing. They're doing all this stuff for what seems like, it seems like days. Um, and then, having come, you know, come back to him much later, it seems, the girl, what's the girl called? Nicolette. Nicolette goes... I think it's time to use the flares. Now, if it was me, I've never been stranded on a boat. Flare, the flare would be one of those things I'd go for pretty, pretty straight away. I think I'd be like, I'll send a flare up. That'll alert people. If anyone's in the vicinity, they'll they'll come over. I'll send the flare up. Boom, straight away. Would you not? Would you not be sending yeah, a flare? Up pretty... That's what coast guards are for. Yeah, I'd be I'd be sending it up. It's much later. It's hours. It seems later. When she goes, I'll send the flares up. So then she opens the little cubby thing where the flares are and finds, at first I thought it was fucking wine or something and they were just going to go, oh, let's just get pissed and have a good time. Because <laughs> it was pink. And she goes, oh, I found all this fuel. It was just in here. And it's like <laughs> see-through, like it's, it's see-through plastic, big bottles, and it's, it's the fuel it wasn't a secret door either. No, it was literally, she opened up like the little, the box thing that they have on a boat where they keep the flares or whatever. And maybe an anchor, I don't know, a, a life raft or something. Lifts it up and Still goes, oh, yeah. anyone, anyone looking here? There's fucking loads of fuel in here. There's loads of... <laughs> it was so shit and oh. Yeah. And all this time, there's a baby on the boat as well. So yeah. you, they're not, they're more worried about the baby about the, the bail thing, then are we are we going to be able to feel this chi- feed this child? Uh, do we have any anything for this child to to make sure it's safe? What was what I thought was nice though was the fact that I thought they're going to be on this for days and they might have to eat the baby or something. <laughs> something's going on here. Like they're going to have to decide. Um, but then, like, like. Uh, just harking back to good old fashioned neighbours, it's just like anyone looked in here. There's fucking loads of fuel. Let's go home. Yeah. It's just sorted out of nowhere after about probably about eight minutes of episode time. It's yeah. absolute shite. And then they get back, and then like the police officer's like, "Oh yeah, we heard your call." Uh, he's like, "I'm so sorry. We went to be at this bail meeting." He's like, "I don't fucking worry about it. It's fine. We'll be yeah. this is the bail meeting." Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And you're like, for fuck's sake. And then you're like, okay, that was a fucking pointless episode completely. But then they get back to Erinsborough and then, uh, what's he called? Andy, Andy Rodwell, yeah, who's the, the, the main police guy, is the Rick Grimes of Erinsborough. He's um, like, nah, mate, you, you fucked. You fucked. Uh, you've, been, you've been flagged as a flight risk because at some point the Airbnb 
host has overheard them talking about getting away uh, and has reported them for that. Is that what it is? Yeah. In and then this, I've not sorry, I've not seen the last episode. So I've just seen it where that guy comes in and goes, No, you're a flight risk. But it made no sense because the other police policeman in the other place said, nah, don't worry about it, it's fine. That storyline's Yeah, over. no, the, the Airbnb host who they called out because there was a problem there was a bad smell or something, and that's why she gave them the extend the extended checkout, has reported them. And then they've scanned his phone, and apparently Nicolette has been looking at countries on his phone that have got, like, extradition laws and stuff. So, yeah, basically, he's gone to jail. Uh, and Paul Robinson, who's his dad... <laughs> what? Paul Robinson's <laughs> dad. <laughs> because the next episode, you're like, oh, there's, there's Paul Robinson with some other guy. That guy is his twin brother. I think he's called Leo. Leo Tanaka. We could write... We could very easily write a spoof episode of Neighbours where it's, we just, one episode, you follow this one character through uh, basically meeting everybody. It's like, hi, you're my sister. Hi, you're my brother. You're also my dad. Next person comes <laughs> along, smacks him in the face. Oh, but we're going to have a fight now, but maybe later though. We're a fight now, never mind. Just, <laughs> just bouncing in and out of storylines all the way through. We get it's to 100. Crazy. Nonsense. Yeah, it's fucking mental. So uh, there is actually, there's a really good on Twitter. Um, so if you follow us at Watch Neighbor, uh, there is also a really should. good Twitter called Neighbors Bot, which is at Neighbors Bot. And it's, it's, it's a bot that generates mostly, pl- I'm reading it off their thing now, a daily parody bot generating mostly plausible plots for Australia's most beloved export. Uh, and yeah, and it's just an AI thing that, spits out plot points um joy i'll read you the latest one he says on the next episode of neighbors kyle gets trapped in a disused power station with paul all of ramsey street is scandalized by dippy's selfish behavior and jay loiters suspiciously at heronsburg heronsburg high school so they managed to program the bot to just fucking shit out these storylines can we get the neighbor on the podcast <laughs> that'll be good you know what i've just realized I never actually fully watched the show that I'm about to reference, but from my, based on my general understanding, I feel like Neighbours went a little bit Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is. The, these yeah. new ones, it looks similar. I think we said last week they went very bright and they went quite holly oaked. But yeah, same, similar vein to Baywatch. It's just ridiculous. This week there's fucking pirates. This week there's a fucking. Um, <laughs> motocross rally it's bullshit every week and this is what this is what's going on here i don't i think now they've now the, they know that it's finishing though i reckon i reckon we've got a good chance of, of an asteroid someone going <laughs> to space a genuine <laughs> ghost. oh that would be great if they if they go hard into the bullshit towards the end yeah i think it's going to be absolutely fucking ridiculous just like harold just bumps into elon musk on the street one day <laughs> and fucking send Harold to the moon. Like when they brought in Poochie in fucking <laughs> The Simpsons. That's what it'll be. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul Robbins is his dad. Don't know how. They don't look anything like. Um, but, yeah, he's his dad. And he goes, and Paul Robinson goes, fucking mental. Uh, and then he tries to attack Andy Rodwell, the police officer. Uh, in the coffee shop in Harold's cafe. 
and then just starts crying on the floor, which is <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so fucking forced. It's really fucking bad. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's going to jail for a long time, which probably means he's about to get kicked off the show as well. They are fucking kicking through these characters. They're like, fuck, we've brought 50 people back for the finale and we've got no room for yep. any of the normal cast, so we're kicking them. This, this is Vince McMahon prepping Cody Rhodes' return. I know, <laughs> sorry, that's a wrestling reference that no one's going to get, but that's exactly what happened. You've got to fire 15 people to bring Kylie back. Yeah, yeah. true. So, yeah, looks like David's going to prison. Uh, and, yeah, and then looks like Aaron's going to be raising this kid on its own. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens to that next week. Uh, the last storyline I want to talk about uh, is Glenn. Remember last week, Glenn is uh, on the drugs. He's on the painkiller drugs. Uh, and he's taken a little page out of Luke Carpenter's book. He's told his missus about the drugs. And he's gone, do you know what? I need to, I need to do a Luke Carpenter and gold cold turkey here. It's the only way to get off. I think they're in Luke Carpenter's old house as well. Uh, yeah, I do. He looks, I yeah. So he's quite apt, really. Uh, so yeah, he decides to go cold turkey. Uh, so we we see him in the house. He's like, "Oh fuck, I'm going cold turkey. I can't decide what I want to watch on TV. <sighs> I better go make a cup of tea." Uh, that doesn't sort out cold turkeyness either. This uh, that scene was also fucking horrendous. Yeah, it, really it was, was like right. It, it was almost as if someone had said to him, "Right, act like you're going cold turkey," and that was the, that was the all they told him. That's like, and he, and he literally he picks up the remote control, turns on the TV. You see that, like, the, it cuts. This is the other thing. The acting's fucking terrible. The the direction and the camera work is also fucking terrible in these episodes of Neighbours. The cuts are awful. You'd know about this if you had a degree in it. You can't teach that though. Um, <laughs> so they cut. It, it cuts to the TV like proper, like hard cut to the TV. You see what's on the TV. Then it cuts back to him, and he goes. And then it cuts back to the TV and he turns oh, the t- TV off and then he puts the remote yep. down. Then he stands up. Then it cuts to him walking into shot to the kitchen. Then he opens the fridge. Or so- no, he starts making a brew. It's so fucking bad. It's Have really you like- ever seen The Birds, the Alfred Hitchcock film? Yeah. No. That's exactly, like, it's bad horror editing. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Like, there's a, there's a, literally, you could almost have freeze frames of this woman. She's looking one way, she's a little bit shocked. Picture of the birds, cut back to the woman, she's a little bit more shocked, back to the birds, and then back to her, and she's all screaming. Fucking, it's 2022, guys. That's the thing, it's, and it's so bad. Like, like I was saying before, some of the acting was like my GCSE drama. Some of the, like, the cuts and the things like that, is like takes me back to my first year of college where we were all just having a go and trying our best to try and put some stuff together. And that was like 20 years ago as well now. It's the same. It's so bad. Like It does look like I edited the show. There's, there's, <laughs> there's literally no reason why this TV programme, in its current form, would get picked up by a reputable... TV company. It's now, fucking terrible. And this is the thing, right? Because I obviously was all over Twitter when this was going on, and I've, you know, a lot of our Twitter followers are neighbors fans. It's, you know, it's a good 50, 60% of it. And 
all the talk was coming out is going, I can't believe they're cutting this show in its prime. This show has never been better than it is right now. Can't believe it's being cut. Which at first I was like, oh, well, you know, that'd be great when we get around to watching it and when we decided we're going to do that. And then at the same time, and the second time, like, oh, well, you know, at least it's going out on top. At least it's going out with a bang. People remember it. Fuck, I don't know what these fucking people are watching. Jesus, I'm sorry. You'll probably all them followers and start listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. I, like, it's one of those shows, Neighbours, I think, in general, which is almost so, so bad, it's good. It's one of those, isn't it? Like, it's got that kind of cult following. It's an iconic show, and people think that. And I think that's why we still have a little bit of a, a fondness for the older episodes, because we know they're not fucking perfect, and we've took the piss out of storylines and whatever before. Yeah, but it's... But it's- it's, it was it was it was that I think it was it's bad, but it's in a good kind of way. Yeah, it's an affectionate this, kind of taking yeah. this. And obviously, we haven't been watching it, and these aren't our characters, and we haven't got that nostalgia. But I'm watching it, just thinking this this isn't even one of those programs that's so bad it's good. This is one of those programs that's so fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be cancelled sooner. Like, <laughs> just bring it forward. Yeah. And again, it's this so is bad. a show that there's only six weeks left of this show. There's like thirty episodes left of this show, and they're somehow going to wrap all this shit up. And they're not taking serious any- question as well. What acting Kylie and Jason done since Neighbours? Very good point. Jason. Uh, Jason was. You stage, didn't he? Did yeah. his, his stage stuff. He loves a he bit did, of like, He did Joseph and stuff, but that was like, even that was musical. Pantos oh, yeah, yeah. are shit. That's the point of Panto. Yeah. Kylie, Kylie went was in Moulin pop, Rouge, pop but I don't think she, I think she just sang a song, did she, in Moulin Rouge? Oh, she was like in it for like a minute. She was like a little right. fairy in it, I think, I remember. Uh, I honestly yeah. think, so they're bringing I honestly think we could, all three of us, could go on that show in our present state and yeah. not look out of place acting wise. Genuinely. <laughs> we could easily, we could easily have a diff- we'd all be different kinds of characters. That's a job for us to do. What would we do when we, if we were on neighbours, what's our little role? That might be quite nice. We could write write each other's character for what we how we arrive on the scene in Erinsbury with 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 a month to go. Joe would be a pedo. Because he can get a fake moustache. He could get a fake moustache. I reckon, that, honestly, like, it, they're so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And Glenn, his his interpretation of being on cold turkey is really, really bad as well. He looks, he's, I don't know, his, his face is just weird. He looks permanently worried about what's going on. Uh, he doesn't look like someone, like... You see like a hard-hitting drama or something and someone who's going through something like that or who's addicted to some drugs, whatever it may be, and you can see like they're, they're it's real there. They're, they're fucking brilliant at their job. They, they, they've obviously done a lot of research, maybe done a bit of method acting, probably spoke to some people maybe and really got to grips with the character. I don't know what this guy's done. Someone has literally gone, act like you're, you're coming off drugs. And he's just gone, oh, I've no idea. And he's just fucking... <laughs> oh, you probably you probably wonder what's on telly, but then be not know what to watch. And you make a break. I do that every time I put Netflix on. I spend more time flicking through than actually watching anything. That's fucking Netflix, you dickhead. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, uh, 
So his daughter comes around, Kiri, his daughter again, don't know how or why, uh, but she's like, oh, I've got a birthday party. Do you want to come to it? And he's like, yeah, I'll come to it. And then he's, he's like, you're going cold Tokyo for hard drugs. You're not going to be fit for this. And he's like, no, I'll be fine. Fuck it. And, you know, I want to go want to mend this relationship. And then he starts walking and his shirt's all fucking sweaty. He's wearing a red shirt. And it's all like sweat marks all the way down. He's just walking out in public like he's off to this party. And he's just like, again, looking just permanently worried about things. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot a present. And you're like, right, okay. Uh, and then he just goes, ah, and bends over and is like, I'm in lots of pain. <laughs> and then he's missus, he's just like, you can't do this. You need to go home. So he Yeah, just, she, was, she, she broke character in that moment. She's like, you can't do this. <laughs> you you do need this to go home. You need to go home. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be the next, do we think then he's going to be the next one bumped off before the finale then? Oh, yeah, definitely. The fact that he's there, the fact that he's there at all, Means he's sucking someone's dick, so I think he's probably safe. I don't. You think he's safe? Well, how does someone that bad even end, even be there in the first place? Ask Jason. <laughs> oh. That's I don't a think joke, Jason was Jason. bad. Jason. <laughs> uh, so, but he doesn't fuck off. He decides to just hang around near Lasseter's Lake, where the party's happening. Uh, so he's not gone to the party, but he's just gone slightly outside where the party has been, and that makes him feel all right. Uh, but then obviously Kiri comes outside. So there's a bit of a love triangle going on, I think, between Kiri, Nicolette, and Chloe. Uh, Chloe, oh, uh, so Chloe was the lesbian who was married to Hendrix's dad. Uh, she She's was in a relationship it. with Nicolette at some point. Uh, but it didn't work out. And then they're both after Kiri now. Uh, but it looks like Chloe's winning the race because they're having a little kiss. Uh, good old, they're having a good old kiss up outside. Wee. And then, hey, <laughs> listen to the episode, a good old kiss up. And out of the car, while she's having this good old kiss up, she kisses with her eyes open, obviously. Um, I'll ask you to, if you kiss with your eyes open, I'll come <laughs> moment. What do you uh, mean, obviously, you fucking freak show? What, what do you mean? <laughs> Well, some people do it closed, and that's just weird. What? Why would you close your eyes oh, while you're kissing? No, I can't tell if he's joking or not. I'm sorry I... if I'm loud. Sorry. Well, why would you close your eyes for that? Because I'm not painful. a fucking serial killer. That's <laughs> what I fucking weirdo. It's fucking painful. This is two now. You you mentioned earlier, like, oh, that's more for the Patreon. The Sean stuff from earlier is podcast stuff. You have to leave that in. You have to leave this in because it's rare that you do two in a week. <laughs> we've we've gone we've gone on to the third call and it was a mistake because you've come up with another one. <laughs> what? You just you just so, so you kiss you with your eyes closed. People. Why would you this kiss with insane. your eyes closed? What do you do? Keep my eyes open. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, get her in get her in I don't care if she's fucking pissed off get her in the fucking room right now this is the weirdest so, yeah, thing I, I've fucking I, heard I agree with this we need Peyton for this this <laughs> why 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 is it weird that I, I have my eyes open I don't get it like... I can't talk about it I don't know what to say well take Kiri for example she was kissing with her eyes open and then out the corner of her eye 
she spotted her dad just sat on the lake and she's just like, right, fuck this case. I'm off to go have a go at my dad because he's not showed up to my birthday party and he's just sat outside anyway, just having a chill old time. So she did the right... If she was kissing with her eyes closed, she wouldn't have spotted that. Yeah, and they had to put that in for the fucking storyline. If she didn't spot it, that wouldn't have happened, would it? So they've had to go, oh, have your eyes open. Like, the only time... in This is like in films as well. You've watched films, right? They're like long <laughs> TV shows or podcasts with visuals. They're <laughs> films. So if you see, like, a bit of a romantic moment, the only time you see people kissing with their eyes open is if they're shocked. Like, if someone kisses you... You might have your eyes open to begin with because you're like, whoa, wasn't re- wasn't prepared. This is a shocking incident. I'm being kissed here. I've done that. I've, that has happened to me. And also, if you're not really into the kiss, if you're not really a part of it, and you're like, you might open your... I'm, I'm trying to... I can't demonstrate more. Um, like, if you're <laughs> doing that, you might open your eyes because you're not really in it. No, you, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. You genuinely... With it, I, I'm right? gonna just just so just so I don't interrupt the conversation. I'm gonna tell you as part of what I'm saying. I just I I just googled famous uh, film kisses, image searched it, and then took three screenshots of what came up. Are you talking Every, through each these screenshot tips? has got like okay, let's have a look. Well, each screenshot has got eight to ten pictures on it. There is not a single fucking person with their eyes open in any of these pictures. Okay, so Tim is quite, Tim's got on there some pretty like a few of a yeah. We've got a Gone with the Wind. Maybe yeah. that maybe Scarlett O'Hara's got yeah. her eyes open there because she's looking up at him. I'll give you that one. We've got Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio, both eyes closed, definitely. Winslet I'm, and DiCaprio again yeah. in Titanic, both eyes closed. Yeah, Spider Man. The Spider-Man one, we've got a mask on one of them, but both eyes closed there. We've got Ghost. One of them's dead. Still shut his eyes, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've got uh, four weddings and a funeral. You're fucking mental. Not not only only two... Leaving your eyes open is one thing. But having the assumption that everyone else is weird for closing their eyes. I think that's a forced Hollywood thing. I think it's one of the things <laughs> that you see in Hollywood. <laughs> that isn't really true in real life. But it is so. That's real. what we're trying to say. <laughs> we're real. Get Grace in. Is Grace there? <laughs> She's right. songwriting course. I didn't even say you two kiss and I'll see if you keep your eyes open. Oh, you fucking horrible <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I don't want to see it. I just want to watch, ask you. Watch. No, I see <laughs> eyes closed. Fuck off. I mean, I'd uh. see why I'd see why people want to keep their eyes closed when they're kissing you, Tim. But is <laughs> <laughs> Peyton there? Honestly, can you? I know, I know she's not talking to you, but will you get her in for this? Because this is fucking weird, and this would be a nice way to finish the podcast. Because okay. if she thinks now, yes, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Or she might just, if, if she says, yeah, it's fine, then obviously you two, I've said it before, you're both fucking as bad as each other half the time. So <laughs> uh, She's read it. She's read the message. She's typing. She stopped typing. That's never a good sign. <laughs> That's never a good sign. What, what, was the, what was the message you sent her? 
I said, uh, Adam and Tim requested your presence. She's put, that's nice. Oh, you're the, pro- probably the dog yeah. you. The thing is, <laughs> it makes no difference to mine and Tim's day, but you're fucked here now. <laughs> T- tell her it's because we found something that we think is weird about you and we want her opinion on it. Quick, come on. She, she, she might be after you tonight. Yeah, she might She might be on our side to, to work against you here. <laughs> oh, man, it's fascinating what you think is normal. Sorry, everyone, this is a bit of dead air now while we try and get Peyton in the room, but I think that's No, this, this, is, this is just tension building this, because there's not a single person who's listening to this that thinks that Jay's got any point whatsoever. So <laughs> if we could get his wife in the room... Right. Well, how, else gonna, to... how else are you going to keep your eye out for danger while you're kissing? Why would there be danger? <laughs> <laughs> what right? What is? What's the genuine? Re- is that the reason? What's the reason? Have you? I just what, like to see what's going on. Like so sentimental. We've what, established what? this already, haven't we? Like you, you're fucking. There's no humanity to you at all. Why? Like. She's I've opened my again. eyes probably mid midway through and then shut them again. I've probably done that. And I've probably I've gone in with them open so I know I'm going the right way. I've done that. <laughs> but once it's 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 happening. Yeah. <laughs> she's put that's nice again, so I don't think she's coming up. She is fucking pissed off at you. <laughs> Well the, fun, well, the thing is now, we're going to have to wait a long time to find out anyway, because she is not kissing you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that wraps up the name of this week. Um, Thanks, Fog, for that. So uh, Kiri's mad at Glenn. Um, Peyton's mad at you. Peyton's mad at you. <laughs> David's going to prison. Amy loves him. <laughs> but more importantly, you two have been good friends. Uh, so thank you, Tim. And thank you, Adam, uh, for putting up with us. And we'll, we'll see you next week where we'll celebrate more neighbours. Don't worry, there's only about five, six weeks left of us and we can get back to the good stuff that we like. Uh, we'll see you next week, though. If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.